I'm Matt Dixon, and welcome to the Purple Patch Podcast. The mission of Purple Patch is to empower and educate every human being to reach their athletic potential. Through the lens of athletic potential, you reach your human potential. The purpose of this podcast is to help time-starved people everywhere integrate sport into life. Well, suddenly we arrive, ladies and gentlemen. We are six months into the year. And last week, I discussed our partnership with Inside Tracker and how it is built on our belief that no matter what your goals are, your health in sport and life is always built on a platform of health. Well, Inside Tracker helps you refine your focus and get really specific. It also delivers measurable results, boosting the validation, a sense of accountability, and even a little bit of a tap on the back and rewards for a job well done. When you leverage Inside Tracker, you lean into the expertise and scientists to provide advice around all aspects of your performance approach, and everything is backed up by peer-reviewed research. That's important. Now, today's show is all about halfway, halfway through the year, halfway through the season. And so, therefore, this is a super time for you to pause and reflect. But also, it's a great time to integrate Inside Tracker because it enables you at this time where we look forward to the second half of the year to set the path forward and ensure that you are honing in and getting specific around your performance habits. Why don't you get specific? get results. All you need to do is head to insidetracker.com slash purple patch and use the code purple patch pro 20. That's purple patch pro two zero for 20% of everything at the store. Now you don't need to be a purple patch coached athlete to leverage it, but I will say that purple patch or otherwise, we are always here for support. Feel free to ping us at info at purplepatchfinish.com if you need any counsel or advice on leveraging inside tracker. We want to make sure that your journey and the utilization of the service is as successful as possible. Okay, now, I'm going to come out of the weeds today. A little bit of T-shape. We're coming up to the T at the top of the bar because we are going to do some big picture thinking, ladies and gentlemen. It's time for the show, and I think you're going to enjoy it. Take care. And welcome to the Purple Patch Podcast. As ever, your host, Matt Dixon. And folks, we're halfway. Yes, indeed. Feels crazy, doesn't it? Remember that? Breaking into the start of the year. It was that time for reflection and looking back. And then we were planning and looking ahead. And I was encouraging you to establish those big, hairy goals. Yes, those BHAGs that we talked about. And most of you hit the ground running with lofty aspirations and goals. And suddenly, (gasps) we're halfway. And so it's important that when you are halfway through a project or a goal, that you pause, you come up for air, and we execute a little bit of big picture thinking. Are you nailing it? Are you on track? Are you thriving? Is your journey a success? I hope so. But what if things are not necessarily going quite as planned? Maybe it's a time right now at this natural halfway point, call it a checkpoint in the life, for you to re-engage, recommit, redefine your journey a little bit. Perhaps you need to shift your approach or make a change. And that's okay. Today, I'm here to help. You still have an opportunity for a hugely impactful six months ahead. And you have the opportunity to finish the year with a bang, while, of course, building the platform 
for an even better year next year because the journey goes on. You don't regress all the way back to square one at the end of each year. And this is important. I'm going to focus around three main questions today. And by diving into these questions and setting a path forward, it should empower you, that's going to be one of the big themes today, to actually help you set the strategy for what is right for you as an athlete, as a performance-minded individual for your journey ahead. Now, it's a goodie today, but before we get going, I do want to have a little a bit of news. So we are going to do, Barry, Matt's Newsings. Yes, Barry, thank you. Matt's Newsings last week. We welcomed Andy Blow from Precision Hydration back onto the show. And it was a cracker. We got a lot of good feedback from it all around race day fueling and hydration. But we thought, you know what? We're going to go the next step. We're going to welcome Andy for a live, a special live, let's call it, webinar. Yes, it is the next in our series of free Ironman and Ironman 70.3 webinars, all about helping you become a better triathlete. The date is going to be June 26. We're actually going to do this in the morning. It's going to be a 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on a Monday morning. So you have a lot of opportunity for you guys that are anchored around Europe to have something that is a little bit more time-specific for you. Andy will be with me here in center in San Francisco live, and it's going to be a discussion on preparing for your very best performance in Ironman or Ironman 70.3, in other words, half Ironman performance, while in hot and humid conditions. You can join us free for this session live, and that's going to give you the opportunity to ask Andy or myself any questions that you like around your own fueling and hydration, and overall strategic approach to hot and humid conditioned races. Or you can register and receive the recording of the episode live after the session. Now, we're also going to provide a little bit of packet of information and a roadmap. So I really recommend that you register for the show. It's going to be free for everybody. And of course, you don't need to be a Purple Patch athlete to get on live. It's a lot of fun and it should be really, really informative. All of the details are in the show notes. If you've got any confusion at all, of course, reach out info at purplepatchfitness.com. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, that is Matt's newsings done. And we can get on with whoa, my favorite part of the show. Let's do it, Barry. It's a good one today. It is the meat and potatoes. Yes, folks, the meat and potatoes. And as I said in the introduction, it is time for a deep breath out. We can pause, we can reflect, we can gain some perspective, and most importantly, we can look forward. We can re-engage and re-motivate because we are halfway. It is a natural checkpoint in the year. Now, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about reinforcement. And I said it's a critical part of daily habit building to have positive reinforcement, whether you're thinking about daily training or, of course, reviewing or assessing a race. And I encourage you beyond this show to spend some time reflecting on the last six months. And so as we come up out of the weeds a little bit, let me just remind you a little bit 
around that reinforcement concept. Of course, I recommend you go back and listen to the show. I think it's very important. It was all about belief and anxiety, but it ties directly into today's show as well. Remember that as you're reflecting or assessing on a daily basis, but also at checkpoints coming out of a race or at this point as we are here, halfway through the year, pretty much halfway through the season, it's good to reflect back on what you've done so far. And the first thing that I recommend you do is break down the areas or the actions that you've done really well. Now, these are things that are all under your control. So off of your strategic plan, if you had one, and we'll talk about that more a little bit today, what did you do really well? Because those are obviously your strengths and the things that you're going to want to build on as you start to look forward for the coming six months. I also then encourage you to think about the lessons that you've gained, because these are opportunity for improvement. And then with those two lists in hand, you're actually ready to map action. In other words, what you're going to do about it. You've got the strengths, you've got the lessons and the areas to improve. Great. What are you going to do about it? And with this, you've got the successful elements that you're going to retain and build on because I really, really like athletes to build on strengths. And you've got the lessons that lay the bedrock so that you can improve and refine your approach. And with this framework, that's the thing, the information that is going to enable you to actually set a strategic path forward to set yourself up for success for the rest of the year. So that's a really good starting point for all of this. And as we are halfway, I encourage every athlete, no matter purple patch or otherwise, to go through that process. And it's interesting just how empowering that can be. Just a little bit of a pause. We get so busy just doing week on week, day on day, grinding, 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 that we don't give ourselves a little bit of time that we just sit back and go, how are actually things going? And that's a really important component. Now, as we go into today with that information on, there are three main things that I want to cover off on and ultimately going to leave you with three main questions. And these questions should be the catalyst to either help you accelerate off of a really good journey so far or course correct and get on the right path. And either way, it doesn't really matter. We want to build on strengths or we don't want to go too far down the whole year where it's a wasted season. Instead, sometimes we need to course correct. I'm going to keep it simple. Three main things. The first one of them I can encapsulate in a single word. Goals. Let's talk about goals. Because without a framework, a direction, a path forward, it's very, very hard. In fact, your whole program is going to be random if you don't have the right type of goals. So as we are halfway through the year, let's remind ourselves what useful goals are and sometimes what having goals that are less useful can distract or even not lead to success. So let's get your goals right. And I think it's important. So let me ask you a question first. Do you have a destination? Or do you have a path to the destination? Goals are only useful if you have a path to a destination because that's where your focus is going to be. It's great to have a dream or an outcome. I want to be an Olympian. But without a path to get there, it's useless. 
So this is going to inform your approach and it's going to inform the success of your approach. When you reflect back, did you, as many athletes do, by the way, did you kick off the year with a wish? What do you mean by a wish? Well, a wish is something that's a huge outcome that maybe inspired you, but you actually didn't have a strategic plan to go and execute to lead you on that path. And if you have that, I want to make the Olympics, but then I just carry on with my life. All that is, is a wish. And that's not going to help you. And it's not going to give you a framework to be successful. So as you reflect back, think about your goals for the year. Is it just a wish? That's one type of challenge, what I see. Now, a second type of challenge is sometimes perhaps what I would call the big boy dreams. You always see the people, I'm going to post it on my socials. I'm going to get on the Instagrammables or the Twitterverse or whatever they call it nowadays. And perhaps there is this very, very lofty goal that is just going to set you up for failure. I'll give you an example of that. 2023, it's going to be my best year ever. I am going to win every single race that I enter this year. Well, maybe you are, but that is a hefty pass fail. Imagine if you race six times and you won five of them but got second in another. Well, you're a failure on your goal. And so that is what I would label a big boy goal. And that's not really useful because that's just an outcome that you're chasing, pass, fail, no one else in it. And so those types of grandiose claims, they're not really useful when it comes to the performance recipe, the journey that we're going on for self-improvement. In fact, inevitably, they just lead you on to failure. On the other side of the continuum, you've got the mini mouse goals, the little mini mouse, where these goals are very protective or defensive. They're just not challenging enough or frankly, scary enough to elicit a change of behaviors. And that's what goals are useful for, to elicit positive change. But if they're not challenging, they're not scary, they're almost inevitable at the other end of the, of the continuum of those big, scary, big boy dream goals. And then they're not going to be catalysts for change or improvement. Here's a ridiculous one. Last year, I was 39th at my local Olympic. My goal this year, to be 38th. It's hardly inspirational. It's not going to elicit change. In fact, it's almost random whether it occurs or not. You get the picture of these. All of these are very common missteps when athletes and coaches go around goal setting. So let's come back to what the goal of a big, hairy, audacious goal or a BHAG really is. It's only really useful if it frames action. In other words, a goal should have nice inspiration, but it's an anchor point on the longer journey. And so as you're six months in, I invite you to pause and reflect and maybe refresh your goals for the coming six months. What do you want to accomplish? What's your purpose? What does success look like? And what is something that is inspiring, yet challenging, and most importantly, can act as that anchor for you to lay out a plan of actions that are under your control? Now, the sort of steps or actions that are under any athlete's control is how much you train and how you set up that training, what habits you develop to support that training and your overall platform of health, 
where you place your emphasis or focus, who or what you lean into to support to help you on that journey, and maybe what you think about or how you approach your mental game. And these are all components that are under an athlete's control. In other words, they're under your control. And that's what a goal does. That's how goals end up being effective, is they enable you to map a journey rather than simply chasing a destination. Because once you have that journey, that's the element that can help amplify the whole process. You've heard us talk so much about process or process rather than outcome. Well, that's what we're talking about here. So if you've got a SMART goal that is challenging, that is inspirational, but also leads to a set of intended actions to move you towards that destination, then you've got the ability for your coach, if you are coached, to set a plan to help you course correct off of that framework and to deliver feedback on your actions relative to what is stated and needed. You also have yourself, you are now empowered as an athlete because the success, your success, is under your control. This is what I need to do to move me towards this destination. This is how I am becoming. And that's how you can continually course correct, give yourself feedback, make smarter decisions, etc. And the nice component of it all is you then step forward into your performance journey with a wonderful word, clarity. And with clarity, you can make decisions. So it's very simple. So beyond your goals, though, as impact number one, whether you're framing your goals or perhaps reframing your goals, you still need to think about at this time, concept number two and three, are you actually on the right track globally? And I think it is important to reflect on the goals and your actions to get there, but also as you've painted your picture and you're going day to day, this is, as we are at the halfway point, also useful to say, am I actually doing what I intend to do, what I hope to get out of this, whether it's sport, whether it's just a performance journey for energy, for life, whatever it might be. As a time-starved athlete, I think it's important at one of these checkpoints, like we're at right here, halfway on, are you on the right track? Are you on the best situation? And it's important that we think about the bigger picture here. So, Here's my crucial question number two. Is your current approach or your program successfully integrating into life? So we talked about goals. Now we're talking about the approach. Does it integrate into life? Now to give you an example here, I'm going to talk about some purple patch athletes from this very last weekend of racing because we had a, a pretty typical weekend of racing this last weekend so far as numbers of athletes. We had, and this was just my count, I think there were many more, but I counted about 23 athletes that we had racing last weekend and it was global. We had athletes in Hamburg doing the unbound gravel race in Kansas, the Hawaii 70.3, the Blue Ridge 70.3 in Virginia, and a sprinkle of other local running and triathlon races all over the US, and I assume all over the world. So give or take about 23, 24, 25 athletes. So of those athletes that I'd labeled and tried to track a little bit, 
we had 12 of those athletes that finished in the top 10 of their age group across all of those races. That's a pretty good hit rate. 12 of those athletes were in the top 10. Great. We had three age group winners. Super. Really proud, really happy for them. Several athletes, in fact, more than 10 athletes that qualified to world championship events just this last weekend. That is terrific. That's validating. But that's not actually the limits of success for us. Because did the other athletes that weren't top 10 or didn't qualify, were they failures? Absolutely not. Because while it's nice to have a sprinkle of faster athletes that are chasing the top of the podium, I actually got to dig in and personally dig into about 18 of those athletes. So of the 23, I got to actually connect with via email, text and or phone call. I got to dig into 18 athletes and I decided to ask them about their life, their training and their sport. I thought, why not do it while they're racing as they finish their race and they can reflect a little bit. And so of those 18 that I talked about, two of them are retired. So they are not the definition of time staffed. So I decided to remove them. So we're now down to 16 athletes. So still pretty good number to talk about. And they are all the epitome of time staff. Very busy professionals. I had a, two mums or parents that are of three kids. So very, very busy. You can imagine that. In other words, the epitome of a time starved athlete. They are managing high demand roles in life, whether it's parenting, whether it's very busy professional life in the workplace, while chasing some very aspirational goals in sport. And all of them, all 16 of these athletes that I talked about reported some version of the same theme of messages. Over the last couple of seasons while being with Purple Patch, I have actually trained less weekly hours on average, but I am getting stronger and faster. So that's a good validating thing. Okay, I'm doing slightly less hours than I was in my prior approach, but I'm getting stronger and faster. Good. I find myself predictably healthy and fresh. That's another thing. There's a reason we talk about fit and fresh, because we want athletes to be able to be healthy, that platform of health that we talk about, fresh and be able to show up. That's great. But the third one is the one that oh, just tickled my heartstrings. Consistently, I heard, I'm loving it. It's fun. I'm racing. I'm enjoying it. Now, I will add to this that more than half of these athletes, seven or eight of these athletes at least, specifically mentioned our video-based bike sessions. And I want, or don't want to be all advertorial here and just talk about purple patch coaching, purple patch coaching, but they highlighted the purple patch bike sessions as being the primary catalyst that they believed in their huge jumps in riding performance and on top of it, how they ride the bike. Now, I've got to say there's no surprise there. That platform, our coaching on that with the two-way feedback, it is a game changer. It is unbelievable in helping athletes and we are seeing the validation of this. But that's not the message today. The key point is these athletes we just take 23 athletes. I got to speak to 18 of them. We removed a couple because they were retired and said, let's talk about it. Time starved. And they're saying fit and fresh, getting faster, loving it, feeling better and better. And that's what we're looking for. That's what success for me as an age group athlete is about. It's not just about outcomes. So it's great that we had some athletes that were top 10. And it's wonderful that we had a few age group winners, but that's not what success is. 
Because what these reports show me is these athletes are improving. They're doing well, but not at the expense of the other areas of life. I'm fresh. I'm enjoying it. I'm able to step up and race. And this is what it should feel like. So if you're listening to it now, purple patch or otherwise, if you're six months on this journey and you're feeling fatigued, you're feeling like the sport is a monkey on your back, you're feeling tired, overwhelmed, you're really struggling with consistency, it is your recipe that isn't right. That's not what it has to feel like. In fact, that's not what it should feel like. And I'm using races as an example here, but this isn't just about racing. As a complete tangent, many of you guys might have read Peter Atiyah's book, Outlive. It's a really good book. He does a tremendous job talking about health span. In other words, as I heard the other day, it's not about how long. I'm here for having fun and feeling great. And that's in many ways what it is, trying to not just extend life, but extend the quality of life, the amount of number of years that you feel great, that you're thriving. And the truth is, it's not just about the journey in sports that this becomes important. By you committing to fitness and the performance habits that we talk about on this show, it's not about dumping that on top of life because you've already got high demands. You're already time starved. You're already busy. None of us have more capacity just to throw another thing on top. Instead, it's about prioritizing these aspects, just like our athletes are doing. You don't need to be an athlete to do this, but it's about prioritizing fitness and supporting habits so that you can leverage the results for you to get more, to enable you and equip you to be more effective, to increase your capacity. That's what it's all about. And so at the six-month marker right now, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, yeah, I am feeling overwhelmed. In fact, when I'm exercising, I struggle to hit consistency. And when I do so, if I do so, I'm feeling fatigued. Then your recipe is wrong. And I cannot overstate this. It doesn't have to be like this. We help, and there are many other coaches as well, help people integrate sport, fitness, the habits into your life to amplify your life, to promote your life, to make you feel better, predictably. And you're going to get faster as well if you get that recipe right. This is about investing in yourself. You should build a sustained performance recipe, and it is likely the biggest impact that you can have on your performance athletically, but also your health and your health, the way that you show up in work and your life. It's absolutely no wonder when we talk about this, because this isn't easy. It's no wonder that almost every single professional athlete leans into coaches. And in parallel to that, almost every single C-suite executive leans into coaches to help them crack the code. It's so challenging to do it yourself. In fact, I would say it's almost impossible to effectively do this and nail your recipe. And so I would recommend, as you are six months in, am I getting this right? Am I under control? Do I feel like this is something that's helping me thrive? Or am I in a gutter of fatigue? And if you are, you can change it. You can redefine your goals 
part one. But then you can evolve your recipe. Super. Now, there's one more component as well. And I think this is the third leg of the stool here. The final question you should ask yourself. As I'm going along the journey from back then in January, how we talked about at the start of the show, to now, six months in, am I athletically smarter? That might sound counterintuitive, but I think that's a key question. Am I smarter athletically? A big part of the performance journey is about the athlete building autonomy. We always talk about empowerment. It's, it's really, really important. Success will emerge if the athlete continually builds on their lessons. And I would argue that coaches should be continually on a path of trying to educate and, of course, empower the athlete. And as you go along the journey, you as the athlete should be establishing greater and greater and greater autonomy. When I think back to some of the relationships that I had with our pro squad, Sarah Piampiano, 10 years in the duration, Jesse Thomas, 10 years, Meredith Kessler, eight years. Think about how those relationships developed. At the start, it was much more, this is what you need to do. By the end, what do you think you need? And that's an evolving and growing successful coaching relationship. That's why I always jokingly labeled myself as daddy, because it's the antithesis of that. You should be getting more and more equipped to be able to read your situations, understand where you're at and make smart decisions for yourself. You should be greater in your success of developing positive habits. But many athletes aren't. They get stuck in a reactive state, simply following, checking the boxes on a really rigid plan or needing to ask their coach or their mentor about every single decision across all of the management of their program. And so if this sounds like you, it's time, I believe, for you to step up, to actually take some ownership on your program. Now, you might be stuck in a coaching situation that actually drives you into that reactive type of a program. Because I hate to say it, that dictator style of coaching is relatively prevalent. But I've got to say, if that does sound like your coaching, just do what I say. Just follow the program. I'm in charge. You do what I say and I'll drive you to success. If that sounds like your coaching relationship, you probably want to think about revolving your coaching. Seriously, is that black and white? Because for me, that is not effective coaching. That's not long term. That's reliance. And that's going to lead you in a reactive state. It's ultimately not going to take you on a path of ownership, confidence, belief, and understanding. A great coach will always drive to help you make the right decisions, will always be there to offer perspective, and of course, assist with course correction when you get off track. Remember what we talked about with goals? Framing actions under your control to lead you toward the destination becoming. The coach can then hold you to account to those actions and help you course correct. And this is why effective coaching is anchored around good feedback, education, accountability, and support. It's really key elements. But ultimately, the athlete is driving. The athlete, you own your journey. You manage it. 
and that becomes all empowering. The expert or the coach in this situation is the hand of wisdom, has been there before, has seen different situations and has the knowledge transfer at enabling you to become more empowered. And so with that, ladies and gentlemen, you have three key considerations at the halfway point, the natural checkpoint. Number one, are you on the right path and do you have a strategic plan of action that are under your control and aligned to your goals? If not, get on track, that's really useful. Number two, is your current approach day to day, week to week, does it integrate into your life? Does it feel like a cage and a monkey on your back? Or is it liberating, fun, enjoyable, sustainable? You need to understand that and course correct if not. And finally, are you growing? Not just getting faster, getting stronger, gaining more power, but are you athletically smarter? Is empowerment a word that you would describe over the reflection of the last six months? Those are the big three elements that will probably help you when you look back so that then you can set your path forward and go on and have a cracking last six months of your performance journey. And let me tell you, I hope that you do. Now, as ever, we are here for support. If you have any questions on today's show, reach out info at purplepatchfitness.com. You can also leave me a voicemail on the podcast page at the website, purplepatchfitness.com. There is absolutely no pressure at all, but we are here for your support. And if you would like a coaching consultation, hey, it's always available. One of our team is happy to sit down with you for 30 minutes or 60 minutes on an a la carte basis just to help you think through some of this stuff and get to a good path forward. We're always here. We are here for you and we hope that you have a successful journey. And let me remind you, if the answer to those three questions, goals, a little bit of integration and some empowerment, if there is a big no to any of those, well, it might be time to shift your approach and course correct because those are the basics to your success. I hope that helps. We will see you next week. Take care. Guys, thanks so much for joining and thank you for listening. I hope that you enjoyed the new format. You can never miss an episode by simply subscribing. Head to the Purple Patch channel of YouTube and you will find it there and you could subscribe. Of course, I'd like to ask you if you will subscribe, also share it with your friends and it's really helpful if you leave a nice positive review in the comments. Now, any questions that you have, let me know. Feel free to add a comment and I will try my best to respond and support you on your performance journey. And in fact, as we commence this video podcast experience, if you have any feedback at all, as mentioned earlier in the show, we would love your help in helping us to improve. Simply email us at info at purplepatchfitness.com or leave it in the comments of the show at the Purple Patch page and we will get you dialed in. We'd love constructive feedback. We are in a growth mindset, as we like to call it. And so feel free to share with your friends. But as I said, let's build this together. Let's make it something special. It's really fun. We're really trying hard to make it a special experience. And we want to welcome you into the Purple Patch community. With that, I hope you have a great week. Stay healthy, have fun, keep smiling, doing whatever you do. Take care.